Hello, Masters in the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I am excited and honored to use our guest today, Gavin Bell. Multi-award winning entrepreneur, Gavin Bell really knows his onions when it comes to Facebook ads. Gavin helps brands across the world utilize Facebook in a way that not only builds their audience, but turns that attention into revenue. His work has been featured on the likes of Virgin.com, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur on Fire, Kissmetrics, and Social Media Examiner. Gavin, I've given our listeners a peek at who you are, but is there anything you want to add to spice up that intro? Yeah, I guess I could uh, could add a few things to that. I, I was brought up in the Shetland Islands, which is um, a tiny group of islands at the very, very northern tip of the UK. So as far north as you can go in the UK. And I um, I now live in sunny Edinburgh, the capital of Scotland, where I run my, my social media company, Facebook Advertising Agency, and um, also film myself speaking to cameras. So... Right. Um, I think the, the Shetland thing is always quite interesting because nobody ever knows where it actually is. <laughs> um, but it's a tiny, tiny group of islands up at the very north of Scotland. Right on. Well, you know, we're so happy to kind of connect with you from all the way over in Scotland. So, you know, thanks for coming on the show today. And I'm really looking forward to diving into, uh, you know, that, that kind of work that you do with the, the vlogging, the, the Facebook ads. And we're going to kind of dive into that. So thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Mike. Um, so, you know, Gavin, where focus goes, energy flows. Where is your energy going right now in the work that you do? So, so like, like we both kind of briefly mentioned, I'm, I run a Facebook advertising agency and that kind of takes up most of my brain space during the during the week. But at the end, end of 2016, I started a, a weekly vlog. And um, in fact, let me, let me take you back a little bit further. Yeah. I knew... Uh, a couple of years ago that I had to start creating video content. I knew that I had to get into the video game, but I was the thing that held me back from actually doing it was I was really scared of what people would say and think if they saw me speaking to myself and speaking to a camera and talking to a camera, what what friends and family that would say. And um, But eventually one day I, I kind of got over that and, and posted my first ever video on YouTube. And that then I, I realized that I, I wasn't very good on video, so I had to get better. So I, I started... Uh, a daily vlogging challenge where I vlogged every single day for 100 days and during that 100 days I realized that I want to start a weekly vlog so at the end of 2016 I started a weekly vlog where it basically um, followed me as a young entrepreneur setting and running up a running a, a business and um, that's kind of that uh, last year that kind of exploded so from being a shy guy that didn't like being video uh, last year, my videos were seen over over two million times on on Facebook and YouTube combined, um, and so that starts to take a lot of my focus is creating more video, um, just creating more content around the business, but not also the business. But I'm I'm also starting to talk a lot about Scotland and getting outdoors and and making kind of more adventure vlogs. So the kind of right now the combination of uh, the vlogs and making the videos and also just the day to day run a running of the business is is taking all my energy and. And mind. Sure. And so for people listening, our masters in the making listening, who are kind of are, are that shy type of person who want to get out there more, maybe start a vlog, but really get their, their presence made known. Do you have any tips for them to get started? Yeah. So for, for me, I mean, 
I'm not saying do this, but the first video I ever created, because I was so scared of what people would say and think and didn't want anyone to really see me make these videos, I, I took my camera, which was my phone at the time, into a forest and filmed my first ever video in a forest so nobody <laughs> could see me film the video. Um, and then, like I say, I, I, I realized that once I uploaded it and no one watched it and nobody actually cared, I had to get better at this video thing. So the 100 vlogs, 100 days challenge for me was was amazing. All, all I did was picked up my phone every single day for 100 days, didn't edit it or anything, just spoke about something that I found interesting that day, whether it was a meeting I had or a thought I had, a lesson I learned, and I uploaded it to Facebook and YouTube every day for 100 days. And that really, you can see by watching the first one compared to my videos now, the kind of how I got more confident, how I was able to articulate messages better. Um, just when, when you com commit to challenge like 100 vlogs in 100 days or, or 30 in 30 or 10 in 10 whatever you want to do it, it forces you and you become accountable to uploading that regularly um, it almost forces you to get comfortable doing it because video is one of those things where you, you just have to go all in on it if, sure. if you want to get better at video you just have to create video so I found by setting myself uh, a challenge like that it forced me to do it even when I didn't want to Awesome. Yeah, right on, man. I mean, that's really kind of where it starts, just kind of having that challenge and just doing it like you're saying. That's such a thing I, I think our listeners can take and apply to them to their own lives. And so, Gavin, I want to. So, have you seen with that vlogging and uh, with the Facebook ads that you do, have you seen that kind of culminate together and help your business out? 100%. Yeah. So, with it, with the vlogs, I obviously get a. Because I try and design them in a way that works on Facebook, i.e., it's um, very kind of me, personality, short, sharp, funny type content. They, they managed to get a massive reach. So last year, like I say, over 2 million people watched my yeah. videos. Um, and within that 2 million people, there's people that want to learn more about who I am and how I can help them do it. Uh, it's also given me a great kind of um, talk. So whenever I'm speaking on the stages, I talk about how to, take, how to create video, but not also just to create video and get those views because... Reach and views are fine, but at the end of the day, we want to turn that attention into actual revenue. So, so how to go about doing that? And um, one of one of the, one of the ways that you can do that is to create amazing content like the videos, and then using tactics like Facebook retargeting to retarget anyone that's watched your videos uh, and push them down into uh, selling, buying, or selling a product that you that you have an offer. So, um, hundred percent. And and not only not only that is people. Now I don't class myself as this. People will now look at me as uh, an influencer and um, send me on trips and things. So, for example, the U.S. Embassy are sending me on a trip to to uh, the States in, in August because they watch my videos online. So think yeah. opportunities and things like that are happening because I just took that first step on creating that first video even though I didn't want to do it. That's awesome. And so, yeah, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit here. I want to dive into kind of the Facebook work that you do. And for people listening who aren't really aware of or, or maybe are overwhelmed by the prospect of starting Facebook ads, you know, where do they start? Is there a strategy? Like how can we break it down in a simple way for them? Yeah, so it's an interesting one because probably 99% of people I speak to have tried Facebook ads in the past, whether that's boosting a post or, uh, or, or something else. But I'd probably say three quarters of the people. But like, for, in fact, three quarters is uh, under exaggeration. I was speaking at a conference 
last week and I asked 200 delegates who tried Facebook ads. Almost every every hand went up. I then asked who can hand on heart say that they're happy with the results they had or have had on Facebook and only one person kept wow. their hand up. So, that, so there's a massive discrepancy there in terms of who's trying ads versus who's happy. And so I try and, and teach people, like you say, the kind of first steps, the, the basics on what they need to do. Now, for me, it actually doesn't come down to Facebook ads very much. It comes down to content and content you're you're putting out there first. So if someone comes to me and they're, they've tried running ads and it's not working, the first thing I do is content they're creating. And typically, I see that they're not actually creating any content at all. So when I'm working with a client, my, my main focus is, okay, well, let's start creating content that your potential customers actually want to see. So let's start solving their problems. Let's start talking about their pain points. Let's start trying to create content that they actually want to see. And then, and then once you're doing that, you can start to use Facebook ads to promote that content out to more people. And you can, like I said before, you can use Facebook retargeting, uh, which means we can and basically serve an ad to anyone that's consumed our content with follow-up ads. Um, uh, probably the biggest mistake I see people make is just clicking boost and boosting out a post, trying to sell something to, to people in their local area, which is never going to work because it's the same idea as going into the middle of the street and shouting to strangers asking them to buy your thing. Sure. So I take a I, I take a, a approach of let's create content first, content that people actually want to see, build that audience and build that relationship just like we would if it was face to face. Just because we're on Facebook doesn't make any difference. Right. So content creation is really at the heart of of the successful Facebook ad campaigns. What you're saying. Um, and so, you know, from there, you know, where do you, where do you take, because I know you mentioned before, like retargeting um, and kind of, you, you mentioned also briefly boosting your posts. You know, is there, a, once you get the content creation down, is there kind of a step, like what's the next step? Yeah, so so if, if we get into the habit of creating, let's say, one one piece of content every single week and we, and we upload that, once you start to do that, you start to see trends on what's working and what's not. So certain types of content will do well, certain types of content won't do well, depending on your audience and, and just how well you've created that that piece. So my, my philosophy is, right, once we do that, we start to see the trends, we can start to see which posts or which pieces of content are doing best. And when we see good performers, i.e. a video that's doing well organically, let's just say people are sharing it, people are watching it, people are commenting and liking on it, then what we want to do is to amplify that to more people, basically adding fuel to the fire. So we can start to use the boost button or we can go through the ads manager to start serving that ad to more people. Now, if you're a, if you're a local business, you might want to just boost that out to people in your local area. If not, you might want to use different interests or demographics to, to boost that out to new, to, uh, to new people. And as you do that, you start to, over time, you'll start to, to get hundreds or thousands of people consuming your content and that gives us hundreds of thousands of people that we can then potentially retarget so facebook gives us the opportunity to create audiences based on who's consumed our videos on facebook so if somebody has watched our videos on facebook we can then retarget them so every time somebody watches one of my vlogs on facebook they get an, an ad the next day or in the next few days saying if you want to see more videos why don't you come and like my page we could, we could also say, for example, we've seen that you've watched our videos, 
So why don't you book in a call to 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 learn more, for example? Ah. So this this re- it's, it's very hard over over this podcast to kind of describe the technical elements of of how to do retargeting. I've got a ton of free stuff that that people can check out yeah. for that. But but in terms of the um, theory behind it is I'm always thinking content first, build that audience, build that trust, that relationship, and then using these retargeting features to to kind of then push people towards a conversion that we want. Awesome. And so, Gavin, you know, for you, how did you really get started in this work? Like, you know, what was that ordinary world like before you discovered it? And like, when was that moment you really were like, you know, this is what I want to do, Facebook ads, um, all this work that you do do, like, how did you get started with that? Yeah, so my background is essentially I was working, I had a company about five years ago where I was working with personal trainers and doing corporate well-being sessions. So I was taking personal trainers and putting them into corporate environments to run health and well-being sessions with, with employees. And that business was great, but I actually saw a bigger opportunity in helping personal trainers market themselves. So I really saw that personal trainers were typically terrible at marketing. They'd be going after 50-plus-year-olds that just wanted to lose a little bit of weight, but their Instagram was all six-pack abs and chicken and broccoli. There was a massive disconnect there in terms of what people wanted um, and what the personal trainers were were marketing. So I thought I could go out and start helping them. So I did. So I, I I decided to start helping initially personal trainers with their social media but that turned into solely working with lots of different types of companies and then about six months into that which would have been about two and a half years ago I realized that there was nobody in the UK that kind of really owned the the Facebook advertising person um, status if you will there's no there was no go-to guy to for for Facebook ads in the UK and so I decided that that's what I wanted to do so uh, I asked a few clients if I could test some Facebook ads budget. They said yes. We got some good results, and I started to learn and develop the skill of of um, running Facebook ads for clients. And haven't looked back since two and a half years. I've slowly just tried to develop um, my brand and company into like the go-to people for for Facebook ads. Awesome, awesome. And so, you know, I know you mentioned there, you know, you're helping people market themselves. You're really trying to kind of teach people how to gear themselves towards the right demographic, the right kind of avatar they were looking for. And so for people listening who kind of want to learn how to market themselves better, whether it's through Facebook ads or vlogging or whatever the case may be, what's like one simple tip they can do to better market themselves? I think think the... The often overlooked thing that's actually really simple is, is marketing is marketing as a theory is is super simple, which is give people what they want when they want it in in the form that they want. Um, the reason Facebook is so powerful is because we can target people, pinpoint, get the message to them, and all we really have to do is work on the message, and uh, we know that we can get that message in front of people. So I think uh, marketing as a whole is just thinking, well, who who exactly is our customer? What's our solution and what, what product or service are we offering and what sort of content, because content is essentially just marketing, can we put out there that joins the dots from free to paying and working with us? And I think I think in today's society, content marketing and, and creating content and getting yourself known, video especially, is not just really important. I think it's actually a requirement now um, for 
getting yourself known. Like for example, if you've got a if you've got a problem, what's the first thing you do? You, you Google it. Right. Now, if somebody comes up as the first first uh, result on Google, chances are you're going to click on that. And if you're the person that's offering that advice, offering that service, um, providing the solution to that person's problem, great. They might look to work with you more. Might not. If yeah. you've got, for example, a Facebook retargeting ad set up on your website, continue to bring them back, then you can start to see how this whole loop starts to work where you can continue to give them more guidance and content and eventually some of them will want to work with you. Right on. So, Gavin, you know, on your journey, I want to transition a little bit here. What has been the one biggest challenge you have faced? I think um, going back to... Just before I before I created the, or started the company, um, there was a period where I just moved home, broken up with a, a partner, and I was working in a call center to basically pay the wages to get myself uh, enough money to live, so I could run the business. And that, what what I was doing was working, getting up early and working on the business till around four in the afternoon. And then I'd go to the call center and, and work a shift there, 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, I'd work in the call center, 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. So there's a period of maybe a year where um, I was living on like, like, like crappy frozen chicken uh, every day because <laughs> yeah. it was cheap. Uh, working in a call center and never really getting an hour to myself or any leisure time or anything like that. Um, and that was really tough. It was it was really tough in terms of uh, I kind of almost like felt I deserved better, um, and was pretty exhausted and not making much money in the early days of business where you're putting in all that effort but not seeing any real return can be quite tough. But at the same time, I knew it was all just part of the process, part of the the work that I had to put in to get to where I wanted to be. It was. Um, Going to the call center, despite not being a fun job, was something that I had to do to get to the next level, which was running the business full time. Absolutely, and you know, thank you for sharing that story with us. And I find that in so many people's lives, including a lot of my past guests and my own, it's like you have to do things you don't want to do until you can do things that you do want to do. Um, and so, you know, with that journey, you know, what was the one greatest lesson that you learned from that experience? I think it's um, being grateful for things. So rather than getting myself down at the fact I was working a, a job that I didn't really want to do and didn't have any time to go out and see friends and things, um, rather than getting down about that, is actually being grateful for the fact that I had a job which meant I could work on the business during the day and also still pay the bills. And having and, and understanding the big picture, like I said, that it was just part of the journey. Um, and one day it would form a form a pretty cool story. I like to see any um, any negative things that happen or or periods of of bad times like that as if it doesn't go your way, it actually just makes it a story. Everything that we go through in life is at the end of the day, it's just going to be a memory. Um, and all the bad things that happen are just just adding to the story. It makes a it makes a funner story. There's no there's no story in the world that doesn't have a um, a bad thing or a, um, something that you've got to overcome. So just whenever you're going through a bad time like that, just just seeing the bigger picture, I think. Um, and also and also the, the other thing is 
I'm a big fan of what I like to call embracing the messy in terms of if something's tough or there's something you don't want to do or there's something you don't know how to do it, it's always better just to get started and to iterate on that once you learn the best way to do it as opposed to kind of being paralyzed by your perfection almost. So that first video that I uploaded in the forest was terrible, but it was a start. And if I didn't embrace the messy and if I didn't upload that video, I wouldn't have got all the views that I got last year. Um, And so embracing the messy and having a a view of the bigger picture of what's going on during those tough times uh, is two two lessons that um, have really, really helped me. Awesome. And so, Gavin, you know, I'm going to transition a bit here. We're approaching home plate. Are you ready for what I like to call the moment of mastery? where you can share tips, resources, and insights directly to our listeners? I am ready. All right. What is one daily habit that contributes to your personal success? One daily habit? Um, um, a lot. I, I'm a big fan of actually looking after my health. During the day, I think, uh, like as humans and, and as business owners or, or uh, anyone actually has got anything to do, is our body really is just like an engine. Uh, and so making sure you eat the right food, making sure you drink lots of water, making sure you get some exercise in your day um, is only going to benefit you in terms of what you output as a as a, a working person. So I, I'm a big fan of making sure I get some daily exercise in and that I'm eating in good food and, and drinking a lot of water and also getting a, a, good night's, a good night's sleep as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's super important. I know my own life. I love that analogy. It's kind of like you put what you put in your body is kind of what you get out of it. And so what is one simple mindset shift our listeners can apply to how they think about business? Great question. Great question. I'm, I'm going to go back to kind of the second lesson I said before, which is embrace the messy. Which, And when I say it, to elaborate, I mean, if there's anything that you're not sure how to do, anything that you that makes you feel uncomfortable. And I'll use video as the example because video is one of those things that um, almost everyone that I speak to or come across feels nervous about. Um, Nobody, everyone, I kind of get all all the objections under the book, such as I don't have time, uh, I don't have the right equipment, I don't have the personality for video. All of these things are really just excuses because when I first started doing video, I didn't have any of them. I shot from my iPhone, I had no personality. I wasn't confident on camera. I didn't really know what I was doing. It's the same when you start anything. You, you, we all want to protect ourselves from kind of screwing up or uh, we want to protect ourselves from people seeing us do these things when we first start because it's an ego, really, an ego thing. So getting into the mindset of just embracing that and embracing the messy. So when it comes to video, embracing the fact that you might have friends and family laugh at you, embracing the fact that you might get hate comments, embracing the fact that you don't have the right equipment right now, and even just tell, say that on your videos. Say, I don't have the video right now, I don't know what I'm doing, but here's the, here's my journey, and let's see if this gets better. Just embracing all these bad things, all these negative things that we always think of. Um, and if you do that, then then great things will happen. Awesome. Embracing the messy. I love it. And what is one simple action our listeners can take right now, wherever they are, to jumpstart their own success? I think uh, the, the Facebook retargeting is a, is a massive one that a lot of people overlook, where if somebody visits your website 
you can have a thing on your site called the Facebook Pixel, which is a piece of code, really easy to set up. You can use a WordPress plugin or a tag manager. And um, the Facebook Pixel essentially allows you to track everyone that visits your website and, and retarget them once they've been on your website or, or retargeting people that have been on your, uh, sorry, watch your videos on Facebook. Those two simple things, retargeting people that have consumed your content already um, and pushing them towards whatever you want them to do, whether that's download a free guide, whether that's to like your page, whatever it may be, I think is a really easy and simple tactic to set up, but a hugely, hugely powerful one. Awesome. And what is one book you can recommend and why? So my favorite book is How to Win Friends and Influence People, um, Dale, Dale Carnegie. And the thing that I, I love about that book is it was written years and years and years ago. It's a really old book, but it talks about kind of human communication and building relationships with other human beings. And I, I love the fact that it's old because human psychology and communication will never change the basic principles of it. Yes, different platforms come along, the internet comes along, and all these different things come along, which might alter slightly. But in terms of the basic human psychology and communication, it never changes. And that book for me is the best book that explains all of that and explains that really kind of high level how the human brain works. And if you read that and understand that, you'll be able to make any of these platforms work because yes, you can look at the really small technical parts of Facebook, Twitter, all these different platforms. But if you don't understand what human human beings want and, and love and like and know, then their their little tactics aren't actually going to work at all. So that book for me is just a great one on psychology and, and human relationships. Awesome. Yeah, I've read that a couple times myself. I have it over here in my bookshelf, and it's a fantastic book. So Masters in the Making, go check that out. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes. And finally, Yavin, where's the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do? Best place would be just head over to my, my website, mrgavinbell.com. You'll find everything you need to know there. Um, and if you type in Mr. Gavin Bell on Google, all my social media accounts will come up as well. Awesome. Thank you, Gavin. Masters in the making. Go check out Gavin's site and go check out simpleselfmastery.com. Type in Gavin's name in the search bar. It'll show you over the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and an overview of what Gavin and I discussed today. Gavin, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.